your only job now is the CEO of like your mature company. And even when you're growing a company is to find the best talent and put them in the right seat and grow. That's what a business is. What's up, everybody? My name's Mike Shogren here with my co-host. Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. STR Nation, before we get into this week's episode, I've got some I am so excited to share with you guys. For the last couple of years, we've been recruiting and training virtual assistants for our private mastermind students, and we have now officially opened that up to the public. So if you are looking to hire a virtual assistant for your short-term rental business, then go to strsecrets.com slash VA. And we will recruit, onboard, and train a VA for you. And if they don't save you at least 40 hours a month in admin work, then you don't pay. So I put a crazy guarantee on this because I've been testing this out for the last two years with our mastermind members. And I'm so confident that it works that if it doesn't randomly work for you, I'm literally going to give your money back. So if you want more info on that offer, head over to strsecrets.com slash VA. And now let's get to this week's episode. All right. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's up, B? My brother, good to see you. Love that you're back in your OG, OG office. I love those lights in there. It always looks so cool. Like the, like just not just the wall, the wooden wall, you know? Uh, man, life is good. We are all booked out for a trip to Italy in September. Um, we're going to go to Puglia for like two and a half weeks, almost three weeks. Um, actually, we have we have a listener of the show that is from Puglia. So I, I, he reached out to me back back in the day. I'm like, dude, we want to go there. So eventually we'll come. And actually just reached back out to him. I'm like, yo, I'm actually coming. So I'm going to try to meet him. Awesome for him. He has his own out there booking website with all of his properties on there. So he's like, hey, if you need like one, like just we have a bunch. And I'm like, first of all, Mark Simpson will be so happy that <laughs> I direct book insight, but then also do very excited to just, you know, go home and just, you know, it's, 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 it's so fun how your headspace changes once you actually have a solid day down for a, for a holiday. Yeah, dude, your mind just kind of, kind of plays in a different way. You know, when you're like, oh, I'm 70, 75 days away, 74 days away. And you're just like, okay, maybe I won't eat this donut. You know what I mean? Maybe. <laughs> You know, it's I clean up my act a little bit. Yeah, it's easier, right? Because you have this 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 thing, and also work feels a little bit better. You know, I mean, because you're like, dude, it's it's coming. So yeah, man, super excited. So that's that's what we've been up to in the last week. Uh, just booking everything and just making sure. And now I have to like let the family know that we're going. Um, so actually, you guys get to know before my family does because I'm like, I, once I once I say it, I can take it back. You know, what I mean, so I'm just <laughs> making sure. Making sure everything's dialed in. Yeah, making sure we actually want to do what we're saying we want to do instead of just going to Italy and not going to visit my family, but we have to, you know, it's, it's part of it. How are you guys doing? How's the, I saw a lot of the, the, the rooms at the new hotel. Dude, the new are up we're and, talking offline about that. It's, yeah. they look awesome, man. I can't, I can't wait for that, for that property to be ready yeah. to go. 
half of it should be open and live by like September 1st, the latest. I'm really trying to push for August. All the flooring is going in, the bathroom tiles going in. A lot of it's starting to finally come together. So mm-hmm. super excited. And yeah. uh, again, shout out to Heps Fury. You guys can follow him on Instagram. He's our muralist from Miami that we flew up to do a few of our rooms. And uh, he crushed it, man. Like it looks so good. So super excited yeah. for that. You know how fun that is for him. Like, oh, dude, hey, you were a graffiti artist, you weren't allowed to. And now we're doing like just the revolution, like for example, like the Winwood walls. And it's just like, all this art and graffiti art and how cool that has become. And how many cities now use it to like uh, decorate around. And then people like you and like our guests too. I think she has some some murals in her house too, uh, in her houses. So I'm like, think how cool you are. You have to be an artist and you get to spray paint everywhere and you get, get paid for it. You get flown around for it i'm like dude good for you living the dream you know absolutely yeah speaking of the guest today Mm -hmm. i'm really excited to have her on i had to reschedule a couple of times for some some personal meetings that came up and my son's first grade (laughs) graduation thing and all sorts of stuff but uh really excited today we've got rose tipka on the show she is the founder of your family's place a vacation Mm -hmm. rental company nestled in ohio's amish country Owning and managing a collection of homes valued at over $2 million, your family's place offers pet-friendly, large homes spread across 75 acres, welcoming multi-generational families and large groups traveling together. With hundreds of five-star reviews, Rose and your family's place is known for personalized hospitality, beautiful surroundings, and for being like a home away from home. Designed with nostalgic vacation memories in mind, families reconnect like the good old days back before lives became too busy with jobs, technology, and a phone that never stops buzzing. Whether sitting on the dock, catching fish, hiking the trails in the woods, or going head over head to head over air hockey downstairs, I've been there. Uh, there's something for everyone. Your family's place can't stop time, but welcomes guests to slow down and reconnect with the people who are most important. Your family's place properties have been featured on Territory Supplies list of best vacation rentals in Ohio. Rose has been featured in Cleveland's Plain Dealer, along with appearances on multiple hospitality podcasts, including. Our buddy Mark Simpson at Boosley, the Thanks for Visiting podcast, catching up with the Carwells, spilling the tea on Airbnb, get paid for your pads, Super Hog, Live Let Thrive. By the way, Micah, where I have not been on his show. I got, I got. Yeah, hit. I've been actually. I haven't been on any other of those shows, and Live Let Thrive is one of the ones that I've actually been on. Yeah, Micah, what's up with that? Yeah, so shout out to Micah. We're gonna peer pressure you to have us on. And uh, also, our girl Stacy St. John, the STR Sisterhood, loves Stacy. Hey. The No Vacancy Podcast, and our boy Will Slickers with the Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast. And this is not in a bio, but she's also a co author along with me on the Hospitable Host Volume 2 book. So, damn, girl. Rose, welcome Hello. to the show. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Micah. Yeah. Micah's a great podcast to be on. So, yeah. Yes. Thanks for having me, everyone. Thanks for being here. We're excited. So one, I love, usually I don't read the entire bio, but I read it specifically because it really shows to how well you know your guest and the thought process that goes into how you design your portfolio. And we'll definitely talk about that today. Um, But first off, let's go back. Like, how did you get involved with short-term rentals at the beginning? Yes. So We got involved in vacation rentals and short-term rentals sort of by accident. And I will tell you, it is not a dramatic story. And I will tell you the end first. And the end is that my husband was right. 
Okay, so let's just get that out of the way. He was a bold man and made a bold move, and I didn't like it, but he turned out to be right. So I'm going to just say that from the beginning. Um, originally, my husband was working in the oil and gas industry. Um, people might not know that Ohio is a big oil and gas area, and he was third generation oil and gas. Uh, I was a classroom teacher. I was a high school science teacher, and that certainly comes out in my, my style and how I things. I'm very much the teacher. And, uh, but after we had a family, I was staying home with our kids. And also as a former educator, I was, um, I made the determination that I was going to homeschool our kids because we like that freedom. Uh, we like that academic independence. Uh, and that was really what was working for us. Um, in 2015, my husband was on the way to a work conference and he was hit head on at full speed on a two lane country road. And uh, that was the day, that was the day where life really took a swerve and we started going in a different direction as a result of the car accident. Now, again, I will tell you, my husband is perfectly fine. He Ooh. says, I often leave that part out. He is perfectly fine, everyone. He is living his best life right now. Uh, but as a result of the car accident, he broke his ribs, he broke his sternum. He had a very bad concussion that caused him to lose his memory. So and the EMS arrived when he was at the hospital. They couldn't tell, he couldn't tell them who he was. And uh, that was very scary. It took them a couple of hours and some detective work to figure out who he was and to track me down. As a result of that car accident, oftentimes these big events in our life have us reevaluate our path. He told me that he needed to leave his career and we needed to do something different. He didn't know what that was, but he needed to heal himself and get himself put back together. Then we can fast forward to a period in time where I was about to have a baby. Now you should know, as you said, I have six kids. So I have been pregnant for 15 years, okay? So most of the stories in the last 15 years involve me being pregnant or just about to have a baby. Um, I was just about to have baby number five. So once you have four, if you go five, then it's serious here. He brought me this property that was going up for auction. He said, I think we need to buy this. And I said, I think I just need to have a baby. And I'm not interested in anything else except having this baby. Um, so he bought it and then didn't tell me about it. Sounds like this also, it was a very bold move. It was a very bold move. In Phew. his defense, I did have the baby the next day. He was a very large baby. And it was not the time to tell me that he had bought this property. So I found out six weeks later when we were at a Christmas party with our real estate agent. And she's like, well, we close on the property next week. And I said, what property? I didn't buy a property. What are you talking about? I had a baby. Yeah, we had bought a property. It was 19 acres. It had two private lakes. And that was going to be, that was what we had. And that was when I, uh, I put on my big girl panties and I made it work. I dive, I dove right into educating myself about vacation rentals and I had the house renovated. I did hours and hours, weeks and weeks, many, many books, so many podcasts that my ears wanted to fall off. And that was when we did, we got started in 2017 is when we opened with our first property. Oh, wow. What a story. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and the, beginning, the, the most amazing part of the whole story was the fact that husband can actually be right sometimes. Um, so he I was, was right. right. 
pretty he sure. Was right. that. He was right. He was right. Wow, Rose. Uh, yes. You know what's funny, Rose? The, the thing that I remember about you is you coming to Nashville. We're like at the Top Golf event in Nashville, sponsored by Boostly. And Rose walks up to me. He's like, I manage so-and-so, and I have big-ass houses, and I do multi-generational homes. And I'm like, nobody has ever introduced himself to me and be like, I manage big-ass houses with lots of I land. Do. And I'm like, that is cool. And then she starts talking to me about this, like, gigantic homes that she has. And everything you own, Rose, is, is if I remember correctly, is eight acres or above? Or was it? Um, actually, 15 is our smallest. Yeah, so, only 15 acres. Yeah, only, no. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We as look a, as I live in Florida, and I can see all of my neighbors from my window. Like literally <laughs> all of them from here. So it, one of it, the it, things that we like about our homes is that you can walk around in your birthday suit and you're only going to shock the wildlife. That's the kind of privacy that we offer. Is that in the listing? That should um, be in the listing. Yeah, uh, it should be. It should be. Yeah, yes. That's amazing. Yes. That, that's, what, that's what we offer. And really what we want to do is we wanted to solve our own problem. As a big family, we cannot find a home that fits all of us because um, it's not just us. My parents will come on vacation, my sister and her family. So we're talking 14 people. Finding a big enough home for 14 people and is nice and will allow us to bring our dogs, that is a really hard thing to do. And so like a lot of other business owners, I was trying to solve my own problem. And in that process, that's a problem for a lot of other people. And so we've really, we've gotten very specific in our market and in our niche. And that's has allowed us to really stand out. Yeah. And we always say, we always say that to people, right? It's like at the beginning, especially when you're starting this business, in terms of thinking who your guest avatar is, you are your primary guest avatar in a sense, right? So if you're buying a vacation home for yourself, like you're primarily going to be, your guests are going to be a version of, of you, right? How have you managed to not get in the weeds of, serving a bunch of people because mm -hmm. it, it's also like you know like i think that's a natural tendency of people is like oh this is my guest avatar then you put up your listings maybe you don't start getting bookings and then you start kind of panicking and changing changing your idea but with you since i've heard of you and i've known you you've been super niche super consistent and anytime i think about multi-generational big ass houses i think of you right and i'm like okay so this is rose like this is what rose does Mm -hmm. Can I speak of that? So a lot of that goes into the mental discipline of being focused on what your company does. We are not for everybody. We don't offer all different types of houses. I am very good at this type of house. I would be good at other types of houses, but I don't do that. I stay very focused on what we are trying to do and do it successfully. And I definitely think that there's a lot of noise within the industry. There's a lot of trendy things that people want to rush right into them because they see them as interesting or, you know, perhaps they're highly profitable. And that's great. And they should definitely do that. But it takes that mental discipline to say, this is my lane. This is what I do better than anyone else. And because I can do it better than anyone else, this is going to make me the most money and where I need to, to double down and focus on that. We look at a lot of homes. We go to a lot of open houses and we do a lot of that kind of stuff. And very rarely do we say yes, because we are very, very specific on what we want, what works for us. 
And if the product on the market isn't a match for us, I've always said there's always more homes. There's mm -hmm. always more homes coming up. Um, we actually have built our last two homes because, again, I want to be very specific about our guest experience. We have a floor plan that we worked with an architect um, on, and we love that floor plan. And we keep using it over and over again because it works so well for our guests. It's that, it's that discipline to not be distracted by all of the other things that are options out there. Mm -hmm. I'm Bro, I love that. That was, that was excellent. Like this is an excellent perspective. Out of curiosity now. So you, mm -hmm. you, you guys are going after large plots of land, large homes. How many properties do you have in the portfolio now? Yes. So right now we have three different plots of land. Um, one, the 15 acres has one house on it. It's our smallest house. It's about 3000 square feet, which isn't really that small. 15 acres is also not that small. It accommodates up to 14. Um, our next size up has 19 acres and there's two homes on that. But what we do is we rent them together. We price the big home quite aggressively. And then if guests want additional space, they can add the smaller home in to fit more people. So we price for the big house. That one is on a two acre private lake. That's sort of our up north lake cottage fantasy house. And then our third one, we have 32 acres. It's all wooded. It had never been timbered before. So it was all virgin forest. And that house we also built from the ground up. The main house we price aggressively. And then we actually have two additional spaces that guests can add on if they want more space. So we've tried to build out some options and then people can add on. I can upsell them, but I'm always making sure that I'm profitable with that main house and pricing that appropriately. And then the more that I can upsell, that's just more revenue for me. So when we you say aggressive, you mean like high price for the yes. main house? And yes. then it's, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, if you need more space. more space, you can add on the guest cabin. You can add on the loft. You can add those things on. So those are almost, they're like upsells. And a lot of times people will add those, even if they don't have a big enough group, but they just want additional bed space. So that I'm kind of, I'm building in my upgrades right there. Not all of our groups are 25 people. Our average group is just about 10 people. And so they don't need space for 25. But if they want the extra space, they can always add it. Mm -hmm. What's the thought process of not selling them or listing them individually? So if mm -hmm. somebody wants the main house, you're not going to list the other house. Walk me through yeah. that because I think that's contrary to what a lot of people think when they have multiple properties on a lot. So I want to think yeah. that. Really. I price our main houses aggressively because not only are they staying in those houses, but they are also purchasing access to all of the amenities that are on site. And part of what makes those amenities special is the privacy. Um, at the cottage at Maple Pond, we have a two-acre a two acre private lake. That's a big size lake. It's stocked. We have boats and kayaks and stand-up paddle boards, all of that kind of stuff. Um, did you know that you can train fish to be caught? Yeah. I don't have a lot of respect for fish, I have to tell you. But if you consistently <laughs> feed them off, if you consistently feed them in one location, they will figure it out very quickly and they will stay right there. And so when mm. you fish for them, they just throw themselves on the hooks. It's really, they embarrass themselves. Yeah. But uh, Rose, you know what's funny? I can say that the same thing about people. 
Oh, yes, I treat people in the same way. It's just human nature, but it's yes. so how you said it. So and I we, love and I love how you know that the privacy mm-hmm. has value because it, it, again, it's very does. unique, very unique thought and shows your discipline in terms of like your financial discipline of like my avatar will pay more aggressively, the term that you use aggressively, for the fact that like that land is theirs and they know that they're kids can just run around this 15, 20, 32 acres that we have, and there's going to be nobody but us in yeah. there. Sometimes I like to describe all of our homes as many family resorts, but your family is the only one there. So think about what that would feel like for your family to be at a resort with all of the on-site activities and amenities that you would want, but you don't have to share it with strangers. And there is absolutely value in that. STR Nation. Want to know how I gained $817,000 in equity in 19 months using none of my own money? Well, if you haven't already heard me talk about boutique hotels, I just recorded an 18-minute case study for my private mastermind group on how I bought a tiny 13-unit hotel in Rockport and more than doubled its value from $2.25 to $5.5 million in 19 months. But instead of keeping this one a secret, I decided to share it with you guys completely free. Just go to www.strsecrets.com hotels to access the case study and promise in just 18 minutes, you'll know why boutique hotels are my favorite STR strategy in 2023. I break down everything from the renovations, the location, the investment, the equity, the financing, and how to take advantage of forced appreciation. So when you have 20 minutes, go to www.strsecrets.com hotels. And now let's get into this week's episode. Out of curiosity, do you get a, a lot of wedding requests? We have been getting more wedding requests for people that want to have micro weddings. Hmm. And we have hosted a few of them. I do think that that is a new trend with the wedding industry. But what I am often, um, what I'm often seeing from people that are requesting that is what they really want is a wedding venue, but they don't want to pay for it. Yeah. So um, they they will you know message me and say we want to go on vacation and while we're here we want to get married. Okay. Well, these are our size limits. Oh, but would I want to have eighty people? No, that's not that's not I'm not the place for that. You wanted a wedding venue, but you didn't want to pay for it. Um, so I'm certainly seeing more of those requests, but I don't necessarily think the people asking want what I am offering and. That's where communication is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And once again, another show of your discipline, right? Like that yep. lack of money grabbing that goes on in like how you run your business. It's it's very, I respect it because again, not 99% of people that I know wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And so it's very remarkable that you do. And in the way that I look at life, the universe seems to have been rewarding you for that because well, you are hugely successful and and just... So like life is good. So I'm happy for that. Before we go into anything else, walk me through. So you had an architect make the drawing, design the house, and then you keep using this house because you love the floor plan so much. Mm-hmm. Walk us through what's the sauce of this specific floor plan that you love so much. If we have somebody that's listened to it, I'm like, oh my God, this sounds such a great idea. I live also somewhere where I can buy big lots of land. Mm-hmm. What's in this house that is so remarkable? The rose just keeps building it over yes. and over and over. Yeah. So we really like the floor plan and we continue to modify it and make it bigger and better each time because every time you build, you learn new lessons that you can apply 
the next time around. So I want a big house. And by big house, I want a lot of bedrooms. But what I don't want is like a formal dining room. I don't want a formal living room. I don't need a den because people aren't coming there to write the next great American novel. So whenever I was looking at floor plans for um, houses that would have five or six bedrooms, I was also getting all of those extra spaces that I didn't need. So that was the first thing is when I was looking at floor plans, I couldn't want it. Uh, a friend of mine actually said, wouldn't it be great if you could take this house that you have, Mount Pleasant Lodge, and just put it somewhere else? And that's when I said, I know an architect. I can do that. Like I can, I can do whatever I want. She can design it. And so what we are looking for are big, like group spaces, big open floor plan, kitchen, dining room, living room. And then we also want really big game rooms. That's a feature in all of our properties are these massive, really well-supplied game rooms. Outside of that, I need a lot of bedrooms. I need bathrooms that have lots of double sinks because we have to have plenty of sink space for people. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really what I'm looking for is these big you know, open spaces for, you know, kitchen, dining room, and then really big game rooms. And other than that, I just need bedrooms. Mm -hmm. So that's a hard floor plan to find. And, and that's, that's what we've developed over time. Um, all of our homes are built as full walkout basements. Uh, my contractor that I work with, he makes, we do very tall ceilings. We pay extra to have super tall ceilings. It makes things feel much bigger, but we have full walkout basements. So that gives us two additional levels of outdoor space. So we have two levels of decking. We always put like a gutter system underneath the, the top level of decking so that the area um, down below stays dry even if it rains. So it increases some of that usable space when the weather isn't good. So that's really the outline. Um, big spaces for groups, lots of bedrooms, full walkout basements with lots of deck space. Mm-hmm. Love, love that. Makes sense. What, what's in the game rooms? Like, what are your, what are your, everything. everything. Okay. Like, so we have a PlayStation, board, like a PlayStation on yeah. Nintendo, uh, vintage arcades, at least two. Most of them have three now. We have air hockey. People love air hockey, air hockey, ping pong table, foosball tables. Um, we have, I used to stock of board games, but I found that the pieces went missing and then that's, that's, you could have to throw it away. So then I started doing oversized games, like oversized connect four, connect four is a little bit of a boring game, but when you play it on an oversized version, it's more fun. I don't know how that works, but it is. So all of those kinds of things are in the game room. We also have a, you know, a giant big screen TV for like movie watching and stuff like that. So there's there's activities there for people of all ages. Like my kids want to play the Nintendo. I'm sorry, my kids want to play the PlayStation, but my husband wants the Nintendo because that's nostalgic for him. So we're taking that amenity and we try to, we call it wrap the amenity all the way around, come full circle and hit as many notes as possible. Love that. Love that. I want to switch gears a little bit to talk about the marketing because we were talking offline. You're like, yeah, we're not even on Airbnb. So I want to, for the listeners, I want to kind of pick your brain on how do you market a property like that? Because it is, it, I don't want to say it's super niche, but it's pretty niche to go after those large multi-generational homesteads, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So first of all, we, you're right. We do not use Airbnb and we, in the beginning of our hosted journey, we did. Uh, the guests that they were connecting us with were um, by and far not very good. 
And I am not risk, I'm, I'm very risk averse, especially because this is the company that supports my family. This is, this is what we do. And so I'm not going to take a risk on, on having consistently poor guests. So we ripped that Band-Aid off early on. If you want to grow a book direct game, you can't, this isn't a hobby. Right now, this year, we are 80% direct bookings, 80%. And of those direct bookings, 40% of our guests this year are repeat guests because the real rich is in that, is in those repeat guests. It costs less money to bring them back every year than to try to find new people over and over again. Mm -hmm. So those are important things. Um, one of the things that I did that made a huge difference in our marketing is I hired a marketing company to do it with me because I can't master all of these things. I certainly could master Facebook ads and Google ads. I could, but I don't want to. And so what I did was I hired a marketing company. It's called Build Up Bookings. And Conrad over at Build Up Bookings does a fabulous job. And they do our email newsletters. They do our SEO on our Boostly website. They do uh, blog posts. They run our meta ads. They run our Google ads, all of that kind of stuff. And I, it's my husband and I. That's who runs our company along with our turnover team. I cannot do everything. But what mm -hmm. I can do is hire experts in their field and work closely with them. And that has been a huge, huge danger in our marketing. Uh, oh, my God, Rose. I'll let you take it. You know, oh my God. Like I, I almost threw my hands up. Like I, like I wanted to have like a, like a church moment where I just threw the thing in the air just now. Cause like that, that statement, it, it's so fucking powerful. I could learn how to do it, but I didn't want to. And I hired professionals. They can do it and they can help me do it. And I do it with them. Uh -huh. Holy yeah. shit. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I work, I work closely with them. Like everything else, I'm like, it makes sense. But to me, it's just like, you don't have to have six kids and homeschool them and have all those properties to make that choice. It's a choice that you can make regardless of what your situation is. And then you just choose to focus on your lane and the one thing that you're great at. And it's so much more powerful for Rose to be here on the show with us and have done all the other shows that she has done versus her spending hours on YouTube University watching all of those things. And then you're doing them, you're like, I hate this shit. One. Two, it's not working. Three, I have no idea why. Four, why are the kids screaming at me? Like, what's going on? No. And like, Rose, I like so much respect and so much appreciation for like how well you're doing that. And the 80% direct booking. I know Mark Simpson somewhere is like rejoicing right now. Um, yeah. Because it's massive. And, it's and there's a lot of work that goes into that. You can't, this can't be a hobby. It can't be just, you know, something on the side. When you aren't relying on the OTAs, who you are relying on is yourself. And you have to be scrappy. You have to work hard. And you have to, you have to put the reps in. You have to do the actual work. This is not, this is not something that you can, if you're going to, if you're going to go that route of building what I would call a real company and not relying on a third party to bring you all of your income. And you're going to have to do the work of running a real company. Mm -hmm. One of the best pieces of advice that I've gotten was actually from uh, our buddy, Brooke Fouts at Vintory. I was t catching up with him. I don't know, maybe six months ago. And uh, he put me in touch with Steve Trover over at better talent. Cause I was 
add in some people to the team and he was like something to the effect of your only job now is the CEO of like your mature company. And even when you're growing a company is to find the best talent and put them in the right seat and grow. That's what a business is. And that's a, it's a very, it sounds so simple, but when you're starting, they don't really teach you this stuff, right? So it's like, you're the one doing everything. And eventually, hopefully early on, you learn that you hire out the cleaning, you hire out the maintenance, you do all of that. But then you're like, okay, I need to figure out the listing. I need to figure out the marketing. I need to figure out all of this. And then maybe you get some, some VA support to help with the guest stuff. But then if you really take that step back, like you said, how much more could I grow if I had the right people in the right seats? But more importantly, what most people tell me they get into this business for is to get back control of their time. So why are you trying to figure out all the stuff when you could just find somebody to do it for you that's going to do it better than you anyway and actually give you the time freedom that you wanted? Mm-hmm. Like it, it just makes so much sense. But I, I wanted to just hammer that home because you have a thriving business now that's not reliant on some other third party that could, you know, cancel your listing or whatever. And you did that because one, you were super intentional about who you were serving and the vision for your company as a CEO. And secondly, you got the right people and the right seats on the bus to help drive that mission forward. It sounds Mm -hmm. so simple, but if you just do that, your life will get so much better and so much easier. And I think that there's definitely a time at the beginning of growing your business where you don't have the money Mm -hmm. to hire everybody to do it. And that, that is where a lot of people get stuck. They say, I would love to outsource these things, but I'm not making enough money. And yeah, there's time, the time in the beginning of growing your business where you are going to have to wear all those hats and it's going to be hard, but you have to take that hard and not get comfortable in it and push yourself forward. But also during that hard, you're learning a lot of very valuable lessons and you need to recognize that this is a learning process that you're going through and taking those lessons and using that to craft a better product and a better experience for your guest, for your future employees, um, for anybody that you're bringing on. You know, I, I use build-up bookings, but I also work very closely with them. I gave them a year's worth of newsletter topics. Here is a folder. Here are all the newsletter topics broken down by month. Here are all the blog post topics broken down by month. So I'm not just saying, you know, here, go off and do whatever. I'm working with them to make sure that everything that they're producing is in my voice and is a reflection of my brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I love that you said that because in, in being completely transparent, that's been one of the learning curves that I've had over life is the fact that like, I have always understood the leverage of other people. What I didn't understand is that in order for the leverage to be successful, I, as a, as a as a leader and a business owner have to be involved mm-hmm. it can just be i make the money and i'll give you guys actual examples right like when i started in real estate my first big commission that i got i spent it all on va to do call calling of expired listings so on and so forth without any knowledge myself any experience myself on how to do it so all ended up happening is one they weren't well trained Two, there were not the right systems in place for them to actually like, get results. And even when I did get listening appointments that I went to, I didn't put in the work and the hours needed for me to be successful with it. And so then the story becomes in your mind is like, yeah, this shit doesn't work. 
Whereas in reality, it's just like, no, you didn't have the right systems and you didn't think about this in the right way to give yourself the opportunity to make this actually successful and useful and life-changing. And like, it goes back to like, I would almost argue that if you're doing this business to retire yourself from your job, and I know this is probably not what everybody wants to hear, but like, whenever you're ready to quit your job because you're making enough money to replace your income, hold on just a little bit longer and use that money to start building the team so then when you step out of your business, you actually have, step out of your job, you actually have a business that supports your life versus going from the fire to the pan or whatever the saying is. And you're just like, I'm out of the thing. And then you just go back and you have more of a job. And like, Rose, you've done this so beautifully. Yeah, man, super proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm very proud in 20, well, everybody had big plans for 2020, didn't we? Um, in 2020, my husband left his desk job. Um, and he came over here to work with me or for me or with me, depending on what day of the week it is. Yep. And so he has he has his lane. He does all of the CFO stuff, which plays right into his his strengths. And he loves it. And I do the CEO stuff and that plays into my strengths. And I love it. And we are a team that works really well together because, well, we have to. We've got a lot of kids. Love that. Love that. The last thing I want to transition to was the uh, the hospitable hosts. Yes. And then we were talking offline to talk about that. So I want to make sure that we get that in before we wrap up. Yeah. So both Mike and I are in volume two. Now, E, you were on the call for volume three. We're hoping to bring you into the Cool Kids Club. Man. So. You got to put a know. good word for me. I'm going <laughs> to part of this, like, this last book. Yeah. Yeah. More coming out. Yes. So when I go to a lot of conferences now um, representing hospitals and folks come over and they want to know, like, what is it? And I tell everyone that we are right now 84. There will be more in the next book. Um, 84 of the best, uh, most influential, most professional hosts around the world. Uh, We have a social media reach of over 1.5 million people. Amazon bestsellers in multiple categories. And I see this movement of hospitable hosts just really gaining a lot of steam. Uh, we were we had a huge party in Nashville. It's pretty wild. We're going to have to get a bouncer at the door for the next one because everyone wanted to get into that party. Yeah. Um, but I think and that's a great Julie. reputation. Yeah. Hospitable hosts throw the best parties. Yeah. yeah. So Julie and Jody are, are not big enough to be to be bouncer <laughs> by the list. And then they were way too friendly. And they were like, there's no more space. And they're like, okay, you can come in. I'm like, guys, this is not how you work a door. Like, you, you Because we're hospitable. <laughs> yes, That's exactly. That's why. Yes, you got to have a proper bouncer yes. that's not friendly. Yes. Yes. So, and we were over in London at the Short Stay Summit. And, uh, well, the UK folks, they're definitely more subdued because they're, you know, they're from the UK. But we were at the Short Stay Summit and everybody was over at our booth wanting to know because they're looking for the best people. And how do you know which hosts are the best. How do you really know? Mm-hmm. And so here's a curated list of the best people from around the world. Um, there's some very exciting stuff going on um, with a Netflix show that they're starting to shoot this summer. Um, we have the funding for it, starting to get that up and going. And I think that that's going to be a really great opportunity to highlight the good things and the good hosts in the industry when there's a lot of narrative about a problem hosts, because that's probably more interesting. But there's so many of us that are doing a fabulous job. And that's going to be a great opportunity, not just for the hospitable hosts, but for the industry in general to highlight people who are really excellent. Love it. Love it. Well, 
Before we get into the last question, I want to acknowledge you and thank you for coming on here to share all of your knowledge and wisdom and congratulations on all the success. Thank you. And um, where can folks learn more about you and all the amazing stuff that you've got going on? Good. So our company is Your Family's Place because we are your family's good place for vacation. Um, we are looking to expand the brand into other markets that uh, are very popular with families. Um, if you have a home in a place that you think would fit our brand standards, I would love to talk to you because we are looking to grow our list of family-friendly homes. So if you are interested in that, it's at Your Family's Place. I also have another brand called Hosting in the Motherhood. I'm speaking specifically to mothers and parents who are hosts of SDRs, Airbnbs, Verbos, and it is the real content that a lot of folks aren't giving you, like how we turn over a hot tub. It's really glamorous content, but but that's the kind of stuff that hosts like us are always thinking about. So if you want to know more about how I run a company that's worth $2.5 million and homeschool six kids and try to stay sane. Um, please give me a follow over at Hosting in the Motherhood. Love it. Love it. Well, the last question that we ask all of our guests is, what is your number one secret to success with short-term rentals? My number one secret to success is, and it's going to sound silly, but it really matters. You have to actually care about your guests, not in a superficial way, not in a spreadsheet kind of way, not in a tick-the-box kind of way. Their vacation for their family is deeply personal that family vacation can make and break their year. And so it has to genuinely matter to you that each guest has a wonderful time. Love that. Oh my Love God, that. Rose. I think you're like a top five, one of my favorite people we've had on the show. Thank like you. Like everything that you said, I like vibrate so much with. And just overall, you're like, I don't know, dude, you're just really like, you're just well, really cool. And I'm very happy. I'm me. <laughs> I have to be me. I have to be me. No, I, I'm past 40. And so I can't be anybody else. No, now, but so you I'm own it. Like mama, like myself. the thing to me yeah. is that like, you really own it. And like, it's so genuine and it's so real and so important. And it's like, to me, like the living example of like, you can create a beautiful business that is sustainable and successful while giving a shit about other people while not being a money grabber and like, you can do it well and you can do it patiently. And yeah, like it's inspiring and like very proud to have had you on the show. Thank you. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, Rose, thank you again for being on the show with us and uh, look forward to seeing all your continued success. And for the listeners out there, hope you guys took some notes. It's not just about having the big homes. It's a lot more than that. It's about, like we talked about, getting very clear on who you serve actually caring about who you serve and then getting the right people in the right seats to really grow and thrive in your business. So that's it for this week, guys. Hope you have an amazing week and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.